0: Nate, tell me what your favorite food is, buddy.
1: Crab legs. It's
0: Crab legs? I
1: don't know why. Everybody. Uh...
0: <laughs> Did that really just come out of your mouth?
1: I'm, I'm an expensive kid, okay?
0: <laughs> wow, crab legs. I love okay. any
1: kind of seafood. If really? You, if you give seafood to me, I'll eat it. Yeah, I mean, crab legs, shrimp, salmon, fish, fried fish, I'll eat it.
0: <laughs> that's, that's awesome. You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. My name is Colin, and welcome to the WHOA GNV Podcast. The podcast bringing you incredible businesses and individuals that individuals that make you go, whoa. Let me prep you for the WHOA that we have ready for you today. Our first guest is the first child to be on the podcast. Yay, everybody. (laughs) And he is a 10-year-old celebrity ambassador. Can I use the word celebrity? Oh, definitely. (laughs) For the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. He kicks back and chills with stars like Jimmy Kimmel, Jack Black, Chris Harrison, Jennifer Lopez, Nick Cannon, and so many more. How many more did I miss?
1: Oh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 35.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he lives right here in Gainesville. You might see his face all over Publix. We will explain why in just a little bit. Nate Farrell, say hello, my friend. Hello. How are you doing today, man?
1: Doing really good.
0: This is, so this is the first child that we've had on our podcast, but I hear that this is your first podcast as well?
1: Yes, it is.
0: Are you psyched?
1: Yes. Are you pumped? Yes.
0: All right, we're gonna have a great time. (laughs) Ty and I are so honored that you're here and we're excited to have you. So. We're gonna dive deeper into your story in just a little bit, but let me introduce our next guest. Our second guest is a little older than 10.
1: (laughs) Just a little bit. Just
0: a little bit. He is a University of Florida, go Gators, athletic Hall of Fame Gator great and former running back for the Chicago Bears. Neil Anderson, what is up,
2: man? Oh man, glad to be here. It's an honor. Dude, Thank we, you.
0: we are psyched to have you. I, Ty was like, yeah, I think, you know, Neil Anderson said that he could come on the show and I'm like, awesome, well what I wanna do is get the smallest human being possible to be right next to him. <laughs> so we're excited to have you guys, thanks so much. And um, and that's it, but like, I wanna, we're gonna dive into y'all's stories in just a minute, but Ty, dude, what is happening in the best of
3: Gainesville world, man? A lot of things. It's summer, so I thought it was gonna be a little uh, light on content, but we got a lot of things going on. Um, just yesterday, we had a plane land on I-75 right in the <laughs> middle of the prairie, and uh, I saw it probably 18 minutes, 20 minutes after it happened. I think I actually saw Mayor Lauren Poe uh, put it up on Facebook, and I yeah. was like, all right, I'll get that off and post it, and we get you know 80 comments you know, next, and people are you know, cussing at me or in DMs <laughs> and asking me exactly where it is and whatever. But it was a, just a good showcase for what base, Best of Gains will can help with. Or, you know, maybe you shouldn't be on I 75 at that time and I made your day really bad. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was fun. So, uh, Tony over here, uh, for everybody who's listening, we got a bunch of people in the room, a bunch
0: of our staff and team. Uh, but Tony was driving, well, you, you went, drove to Orlando to drop off a couple of scooters uh, for a dealer that we were exchanging some scooters with and he, he, on, on your way back, you guys stuck behind it, right? So he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna hang out on I-75 for a while, because there's a plane on the
3: road. <laughs> yeah, and 441's still uh, flooded over there so they couldn't you know, move traffic over there, which was unfortunate.
0: Yeah, hey, um, you know on the last episode where you were plugging our Oh, our own drive-in movie. Hey, we thing. never got the date right. But I have <laughs> the re- I have the correct date. It's July 14th. It only took us the entire episode to get the date. <laughs> One hour and then and it's right here. And then we got it wrong. So, it's going to be on July 14th, 14th, which is a Saturday night. We have popcorn and all sorts of great stuff. It's going to be a cool family event. It's all free. We're we're doing this for our love for Gainesville. We want all the families to come out and all the students to come out. It's a scooter we call it a scooter drive-in, but you don't have to buy a scooter. If you leave with a scooter, after, you know, you buy one while you're here. That's great, but but not but not necessary. <laughs> and um and it's going to be a really really fun time. We're watching Thor Ragnarok is what, what we're watching. So, it'll be epic. But um anyway, that's a that's your daily news with Ty and Colin. Perfect. <laughs> so I really, really want to get into this show, man, because I am just pumped about these individuals in front of us, and um, and guys. So we always like to start with like the origin story. Um, now, Nate, like yours is only what ten years long. <laughs> uh, how is your? Are you ten? You're ten. I'm ten. Yes. Ten years old. Okay. Hey. Well, the most important question I have for you is: Do you know my son Shafer
1: yeah, it doesn't go to Talbot. it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> all right, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Schaefer told me to tell you hello. So, he's waving, Schaefer, he's waving. All right, Schaefer, waving. Um, all right so um, I see your face everywhere, and I know the rest of Gainesville does too, so why don't you tell us a little bit about you know your story, like what, what you're doing, and just give us a brief background of Nate.
1: So basically, my disease is a um, energy deficiency disease.
0: Okay, so let's which, start. Let's start there really quick, right? So Nate has Nate has a disease, and and that's what's led to you know all the stuff that's happened with the Children's Miracle Network, right? You're that you're that ambassador. So so because we have a bunch of everybody's listening on audio, so a lot of people haven't been prepped on your background. So we just want to let them know that first. But go ahead, give, so, give it to um, me.
1: That basically means my body um, doesn't have enough energy to produce um, um, like o- energy and oxygen through the rest of my body. So um, if you go back to ninth grade of biology, you know about um, these little cells, and in those cells, there's mitochondria. and The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, and that is what doesn't work in my body. And um, it's not my—it's not just my mitochondria doesn't work. Since my mitochondria doesn't work. It's a whole domino fall a different thing that doesn't work because since that my lungs since my mitochondria doesn't work, my lungs don't work. I'd have, have um as if you guys are watching the video, I have um something called um oxygen. It's actually called oxygen, but um it's on my face. It there's a tank in my I have a backpack right here. There's a tank in my backpack.
0: I thought that was your rocket booster when you walked in.
1: <laughs> you know what I can, can we arrange that in the business
0: we arrange <laughs> okay, okay, the um, business go.
1: yeah but um so the tank in that backpack and that tank has air in it and it pumps air from the tank into my into the cannula into my lungs so basically it is that and also my stomach doesn't work so um ha- actually half my stomach is paralyzed so um I have to have a simulator that what it does is it kind of like tells my stomach like when to digest and it really kind of like digests for me and um, actually it runs on well it doesn't run on the battery it is a battery itself so um, it, when it dies we have to um, go into surgery and change it and um, actually a couple weeks ago we had to go change it because it died.
0: Wow how often so how often does that happen? Do so you have to change it?
1: Um, it's about two, uh, every two years.
0: Okay, okay so, and because of this disease you've really become like uh, an, an ambassador for the Children's Miracle Network Hospital, right? Yes. So how did that come about and and what's that been like being this example for, for other kids?
1: So um, in Dance Marathon, you basically, um, you so, the dance marathon. With CMN you raise money for about basically you raise money for every single children's hospital around the um, around the country but yeah and but mostly for sands uh, around here but um if you go everywhere every dance marathon every cmn is raising raising money for their local children's local level hospitals of uh, the local children's hospitals and uh, if you go if you go around here we're helping um uh, we're raising money for Chance Chance Children's Hospital and that's where that's actually where I'm treated
0: Okay, awesome. And when you were talking about like we said, Dance Marathon. A lot of our listeners might not know what that is, but that's a UF organization yes. that helps raise money, right? And I heard that like this, 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 and we actually donate a scooter or two to that as well um, to help raise money. So New Scooters for Less is very active with Dance Marathon because we we love our students over there and what they're doing. But I heard they had a, a record year.
1: Yeah, they did.
0: Do you know what it was?
1: So um. Every year they try to raise more money and um, I don't know how they do this. Every year they raise more money than the last year. They raise, The goal Um, this year was three million. They raised three million. Yeah, that's and they, awesome. And the coolest thing was, um, so in the first year of Dance Marathon, they raised like I think $20,000, something about that. This year they raised three million and $20,000. Yeah, so
0: what was your cut of that? One <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I just i was just wondering what your co is. Uh, that's that's great. And I hear that you have you have two older sisters.
1: Yes I do. Yeah,
0: what's that like?
1: <laughs> Doing these one of them can be dreadful. <laughs> the middle one.
0: We're not gonna share this with them. We'll just we'll just keep this between you and me, okay? <laughs> All right and uh, and I have a ton more questions for you but I I want to uh, talk to our man Neil over here as well and I want dude first first I want to say thank you for those 197 yards that you racked up against Kentucky in 1982 <laughs> when thank I when I was six months old I just like I, I, I wasn't sure if I would get that opportunity so so man like uh, thank you you're very welcome I, enjoy it. I enjoyed it <laughs> that's that that's just awesome So man, why don't you just like tell us can you just tell us a little bit about your story and how you know how you even got to the University of Florida to play football and and man I mean what an uh, incredible career that you had congratulations by the
2: way I mean it's I, like I feel honored just to be sitting in the same room you know well uh, first of all I got I got to say I don't I don't have many people you know that I really really look up to and but I've got a new one now sitting right beside yeah hundred percent man and and to see that energy and the smile and the enthusiasm um, you know I coach a lot of different sports and right now I coach a volleyball team and you know they're 14 years old And a lot of times they come in with a bad attitude and a bad mood, but you look at this young man beside me and that's an example of how you should should be. Uh, So, Mom, you've done a great job.
0: Yeah, we're gonna, and I want to talk more about that positivity later because I just think that that is what radiates off of Nate so much, and and um, that's gonna what inspires other children, right? And and actually, other adults. So exactly. So we'll get into more of that later for sure. Well, I'll um, tell you a
2: little bit about myself. I grew up in a little small country town, Graceville, Florida, up in the Panhandle, uh, a couple hours past uh, Tallahassee, and um, town that. Didn't have a lot of things going on, um, you know, most people worked at a couple of different meals that were there, and uh, and I had big dreams as a kid. You know, I, I knew, at least in my heart, that I would be a professional athlete. Um, I didn't know what sport. Uh, I played baseball, football, basketball, ran track, um, and those were the only sports that we had. We didn't have golf, we didn't have tennis, wrestling, uh, so I did all those things, and and I think when I was um, probably in third and fourth grade, you know I was signing yearbooks that you know when I'm playing professionally you know for them to keep that autograph because people wouldn't believe that they knew me uh so uh whether the belief was crazy or not, I always had that belief that you know I would be able to make it and um and for me it was um you know it was a dream that that you know finally came to fruition but um you know, those days were were, were good days in, in Graceville, and not a lot of people believed in, in what I thought I could do. And that was just motivation for me. So that was how, kind of how I got started before I got to University of Florida. And um, was- I Was it like
0: having that chip on your shoulder? Like, that's, I mean, just people consistently saying you can't do it, that motivated you to do it? Or? I know, well,
2: I, I was motivated enough already, yeah. I think. But, but just, you know, people, not believing in you and doubting you—that just gives a little bit more fuel to the fire. Yeah, that—that's uh, something and, that and, pumps and I me love up.
0: That. 100%. That's something that just drives me. When people say that, like, like, oh, you can't do it, or they just don't believe in me, man. I just like, I hold on to that, and that is just my fuel. And I just like, just love to prove people wrong. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. Awesome. Um, and you came to Gainesville to to
2: play at I, UF. Yeah, I came League. to Gainesville. Um, I was choosing between schools and. And again, I was very very blessed, God bless me, and I had offers from all over the country, um, pretty much every school. And I chose University of Florida for some unique reasons, I think. And, and the main reason I chose them is because they had not won, you know. Uh, uh, my favorite school was University of Alabama. Um, at that time, they had won everything and had the legendary coach, uh, Paul Bear Bryant. And so, but when it came time to choose, I mean, they had done everything, and I didn't think if there was anything I could offer them that they hadn't done already. So uh, and the, one of the hardest days of my life as a kid was when I had to pick up their phone and make the call to Bear, Paul Bear Bryant to let him know that I'm not coming. And um, But he was he was gracious and told me if there's anything he could do for me in the future uh, to let him know. And and so I chose University of Florida and one of the reasons was because of like a success. And I thought that uh, I could maybe help turn that around. And uh fortunately, uh, while I was here we, we won the first A C C championship that had uh, been won by the University of Florida. So uh that came true. That's awesome. And then
0: that led to a career in the NFL. Exactly. Uh what's I, I mean a first round draft pick. What number twenty seven?
2: Uh I think that's right. <laughs> I think that's right. But uh, uh yeah, that that was a big day, you know. I uh I'll never forget it because that's it's most kids' dream. You know, if you want to play professional sport, and and then they, you know, there are only a few people that are drafted in the first round. Right. And uh, I remember you know, I was at my house, and the only person I would align the room with me was my nephew. Um, he was probably one at the time, and he was in the room. And now it's weird to think he's I think 35, and he's a partner in a law firm in Orlando. Yeah. So so that's been a long time ago. But uh, he was in there, and I got the call from from the legendary Mike Dicker. and you hear that voice, you know, on the other end of the phone, <laughs> and want to know, well, you know, how would you like to be a Chicago Bear? And I told him I can't wait to get there. So that <laughs> was a, that it was a a big day for me. Uh, I
0: can't help but wonder if that's a better answer than, well, you know, my my first choice is actually uh, this (laughs) T-Movie. So, well well, good call man, and and then had a a fantastic career.
2: Yeah, I was um, able to make uh, four Pro Bowls. Amazing, man. I think led the team in rushing seven of the eight years and and played with some great characters. Uh, uh, The refrigerator, William Perry, Walter Payton, um, Jim McMahon, and uh, Hall of Famers like Richard Dan, Dan Hampton, Uh, So I got a chance to experience some some pretty good stuff and we had a lot of success while I was there. Yes, and uh, so I
0: have to ask the question, like when you play for a team that long, is that like your favorite team forever? I think so, I think so. (laughs) Like you're just Chicago Chicago Bears fan. Yeah,
2: with free agency now, I mean people, you know, they don't last that long with one team, but to to play my entire career with that one team, that was pretty special.
0: Yeah, you know uh, Chicago Bears just got Trey Burton.
2: Jay yeah, yeah. Burton Trey Burton's exactly. a gator just exactly. won just
0: one Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles he bought his scooter from us so like we had okay. built, we had built that relationship so we have like the whole team is like a Trey Burton fan and <laughs> just bless you my man'm
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm a Raiders fan so we've got uh Johnny Townsend and Eddie Panero. yeah so. Eddie bought his scooter from here too yeah, man
0: like I absolutely. love all these gators yeah. like
3: who have you know epic year. careers and then they go into the yeah. NFL
0: and it's fun to follow them and and put them on your uh, fantasy teams. <laughs> so, well, that's well, that's excellent. Well, you know, Ty, like, yeah. So, I, can I ask one quick question? Like, how did um, like, how did this? Yeah, that's what running? I was just yeah, about yeah, to get yeah, into. yes yeah, like, yeah, I, so... I don't even know. Because again, like, just so all of our listeners know, like, we we piece these groups together, and like, so Ty knew Neil and invited Neil in, and um, and then we reached out to Nate and that and got him in here. I knew that he went to the same school as my son, which was which is really, really cool. And and Amber, his mom, um, knows my wife Shannon, right? So, man, I just love Gainesville's. I just love Gainesville's network and like how everybody's just connected. So, how how do you guys know each other?
3: Yeah, so uh, Neil and I have known each other for a while, um, probably. Probably when I was in high school, I would say is when I first met Neil um, at Gainesville Country Club playing golf. I was, uh, you know, getting recruited and you know one of the top players in the country coming out. And uh, I used to see Neil out there bringing his daughters, in particular his son TC, who plays soccer now at uh, Florida Golf Coast. So I remember when TC's like you know smaller than this table, and now he's like six three, six four. Um, it's crazy, but. Uh, You know, I'm probably 13, 14 years old. I'm working hard out on the range or whatever, and and Neil's always out there either playing tennis or playing golf, working unbelievably hard as well while running businesses and doing all sorts of other stuff. And yeah, I'm just a kid. And uh, you know, he's a Hall of Famer and Gator legend. You know, no need to come interact with me or or whatever. And uh, you know, if I'm out there, he'll come over and you know, big smile, uh, infectious, you know, just very forthcoming with positivity and direction, and you know we we would ask each other different things. He's always wondering what I'm working on, you know. I'm asking him what he's working on, and uh, you know, I'm not the only one with that story with Neil. I mean, if anyone is ever with him, and I'd imagine any part of his life, um, there's a super connection, and uh, you know, we connected back then, and it's kept up even when I was at Florida, and you know, I moved to Vegas. He was one of the first people I. Saw when I came back, and uh, we've kind of reconnected since I've been back, and I've been teaching him a little bit of <laughs> golf now. Um, so it's fun just to kind of see the stories grow and the and the you know kind of everything come full circle. Um, but yeah, you know what I'm really good at when it comes to golf? Nothing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm well, good. At, I'm good at one thing,
0: which is driving the golf cart.
2: Well, that's <laughs> an important part. <laughs> hey, well, that story. That story sounded good, and and that. Tyler had the nice things to say, but it was a method to my madness. You know, I wanted some of that golf ability to rub off on me. You know, <laughs> he had it as a kid, and and sometimes you can see kids that uh, have something special uh, athletically, and and he was one of them. Yeah, Nate,
3: do you play golf?
1: I used to play golf, but um, yeah, it's no. I <laughs> <golf with laughs> like,
3: We're working on it.
1: I played golf for about like half a year, but then I just kind of got old.
0: Yeah, I I hear that like you play Fortnite really well though.
1: Oh, kind of the last part. I just play Fortnite. I'm really <laughs> bad at
0: it. Uh, a, people are probably listening. They're like, "What's Fortnite?" Uh, do you play. Any oh, videos? you didn't know I've, what got, I've got
3: students that play Fortnite, but I've I've not taken the dive.
2: Neil, do
0: you play Fortnite?
2: I've, tri- I've tried it a couple of times. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just kind of don't, even...
1: don't want there's ther- certain I. things
2: you're supposed to do, but I just kind of hide out. You
0: know, and stay That's
1: what cover. I do.
2: For everybody who's listening, has
0: no idea what we're talking about. Fortnite is a video game that came out last year, I think. No,
1: um, about I don't really know. Like I think, like, I think two, about two years ago, but the real success was um like mid at the beginning of last year. Um, i uh, wait, no, its real success was actually um the beginning of this no. <laughs> that's, how, about, that's how that's how I, I feel every single year, day. I'm like oh. Um, I'm I'm thinking of seasons in Fortnite because I know when it really got popular in the seasons in Fortnite. But in the years, I think it was about like halfway through last year and towards the end of last year, it really became popular. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I even see the football. The a lot of the U.S. football players playing, yeah. <laughs> showing Everyone. showing snaps and showing like Instagram stories of them playing yeah. it. Um, that's great. So, a hey, uh, I want you to um, I'm gonna get a little bit more. Into you as as a leader, and I don't know if if you even look at yourself as a leader, but you're like this this ten year old star to so many, um, and and I know and it, it's it's you know it has a lot to do with what Neil is talking about in terms of the positivity. Um, can can we get back into that a little bit? Like what? Do you have Do you have kids that are coming up to that come up to you and like and what do you like What do you tell them like What's your message to to kids that might that might have a disease or or if you just see somebody who's down and just needs a, a you know to be lifted up?
1: So um, most kids come up to me and say um, I've gotten used to this over the years. What's that thing on your face? <laughs> I've gotten used to that. Just tell them, oh, it's um, something that helps me breathe because I have a disease, but. Thing, like, Most kids don't know that. Um, like everybody thinks it's so hard having a disease. It's really not. The thing is, I'm I'm actually very blessed to have this disease because if I didn't have this disease, most people won't know me as they know me because I. If I didn't have this disease, I wouldn't have met. Like, I wouldn't have met Jimmy Kimmel, J Lo, Jack Black, all of them. I wouldn't have met them if it didn't have this disease. So it's just such a blessing to have this disease. What's so,
0: so what's that like? What's it like meeting Jimmy Kimmel? I know before uh, we started recording here, you're, you're starting to get in. I'm like, no, 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 wait, save the stories
1: for the podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about that. I want to hear the story with J- like Jimmy Kimmel, how you got to meet him and uh, and some of these other individuals.
1: So, yeah. So um. When I met Jimmy Kimmel, I don't. It was so long ago. I don't really remember why I met him, but um, I remember um, I came in after his show. I was um, I was too young to like actually like, watch his show, so I think I watched his show in the green room, like the green room, the recording room. So um, I watched his show there, and then when he was done, I actually went to his office and talked to him a little bit, and um, actually I gave him. Three ideas for, um, to do his show. And back then, face swap was very popular, so, um, I asked him that every, um, time on a show, he, he had to do a face swap with one of his, um, cele- with one um the people that are on the show. And then, if you guys remember Jimmy Kimmel's, um, thing, there's a, there's the lie detector of when you get the, when they'll tell, tell a lie, then it'll, it'll like buzz them <laughs> to say they're telling a lie. I kind of took that and made it into a love detector, and it would be say like, do you love say, do you love your mom? <laughs> I'm just pulling that no way, but do you love your mom? And if they said yes, then um, it it will show them if they're lying or not. So I I gave him another idea, but I can't remember it. But, um, <laughs> before I started telling him them, he got up and went to go get a notepad to write all of these things down.
3: That's awesome. Who else? Who? Do you have any ideas for us Nate? We need some. We need some uh, new ideas here.
1: No. <laughs> well,
3: at least he's honest.
0: No lie to take. He'll have some us there. Afterwards, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, he'll come up with something. Absolutely. Who else have you met?
1: Who's a lot? There's um. Actually, the latest celebrity that I met was um Lindsey Sterling. Um,
0: okay, she, so so you play. So I heard this right. He plays. You play violin. I
1: play violin. Yes.
0: And she's very good. You got you got to play with
1: Lindsey Sterling. With for
0: the people who don't know who Lindsey Sterling is, she's a famous. She's a
1: very famous violin violinist.
0: Yes. yes. And so so where was this at? You had to play.
1: Oh, that actually um in Orlando at the um at Disney. At Disney. Yeah, it's was at the Coronado Springs at Disney.
0: Was this like on stage? Was this yes. like it was? It was on
1: stage for Tonto's. Um, it was um, hospital week.
0: And so, you, so you'd like jump up there and you do a little duet with her.
1: Kind of, but um, what happened? I was playing a song. I had no idea this was gonna happen. So I was playing a song, and then she just came out. She just came out from the back and just started playing with me. So.
0: Were you like? Surprised?
1: Yes, I was very surprised. Because <laughs> um, when I didn't, I don't know if she's going to come out. So while I was playing, I heard somebody playing behind me, but um, she was like a couple seconds off because my mic was um, my mic went out. So um, I thought it was just the speaker was doing a second behind me, and then I kind of looked around a little bit and I saw these like messy um, messy buns and I thought they look familiar. Oh my gosh, it's Lindsay Sterling. <laughs>
0: I would have dropped my violin and ran over and hugged her. Were you able to keep your cool and keep playing?
1: Yeah, I did. Well, actually, during the song, you actually said, "Oh my gosh," but then kept kept playing. <laughs>
0: uh, were you, so, do you get nervous when you get like you're on stage performing, or when you're speaking at like Dance Marathon or doing any other great thing? You don't get nervous? No. How do you get over that fear of like speaking and being in front of big crowds?
1: I've done it just, so many times. Just I'm just kind of used to it now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's Just impressive. What it yeah. <laughs> that's
3: that's that's simple and sweet, right? Um, Ty. So Nate, I've got a couple questions for you. Okay. So, when you're in your personal life, when you're kind of not in front of everybody, what what other things interest you, or what do you like kind of doing, maybe in Gainesville when you're here, when you're not traveling, when you're home? Um, places you like to go, or you know maybe particular things you like to attend what is uh what does Gainesville look like for uh, for you when you're here
1: things um as you said earlier about me- meeting neil um thing- Gainesville it's a small town with a lot to do so like Gainesville it's so small that everybody knows each other like um you like you know um, neil and then um, I know Shay, I know um, Shay for his own. it's his son, and then my mom knows his wife, so it's just, it's such a small town here, so everybody knows each other. And then, it's such a small town, but I like small towns. I don't think, small town, it really brings out the feel of it, cause like, it's small, and it's like so pretty there, like, um, if you guys went to Depot Park, that's one of the, um they, Put that in like a couple uh, about a year ago, and it's such a good park there. That's one of my favorite places to go. Me too. Yeah.
3: Really cool. Have you been out there yet? I got to check it out. I yeah, can take my kids out there. Yeah, definitely. You can you can do a lot out there. You've got some, you know, food. Uh, you can run around the lake. You can. It's it's a good good spot. Yeah. Um, do you go to any Gator football games?
1: Um. Actually, I once, um, when I was about six, I actually um, directed the gator band.
0: Oh, you did? Yes. That's pretty awesome. Howard, one of our team members, was the drum major oh. at, at UF for a year or two, so. That's cool. You might have directed
2: him.
1: <laughs> actually, I think I might, I might have.
0: Tell me, um, Tell me, what's the greatest piece of advice you've ever received?
1: I actually don't really know. You don't know? No.
2: How about you? Well, I, if, if if I were him, I would think the greatest advice he'd receive, knowingly or not, is just be yourself. Because yeah. he just comes in and he's uh-huh. himself, and and that's good enough. And um, I mean, my my greatest advice, uh, my mom used to always, you know, my mom and dad. I was fortunate; both parents were were with me all my childhood, and you know, until they later passed away. But uh, uh, you know, they would always, you know, if, if, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. So they instilled that confidence in me, which I, I think I already had enough. But just in case, if I didn't, you know, that was the kind of things that I was told uh, all my childhood. So, you know, they never at any point, you know, tried to hold me back as far as, you know, you got to stay in this little box. And those are the things you can do and the rest you can't. It was whatever you want to do, you can do it, and uh, so that was the biggest advice I think that I that I ever received.
3: Yeah, and I think both of you guys have used your platforms to connect on a monumental level, which is really impressive. When people get the opportunity to maybe do something special and they use it for good, um, and I'm I'm sure Colin is too. We're both very impressed with kind of what you've been able to do with what was given to you. And that was one of the things I wanted to ask you, Neil, was about. One when you're at Florida, but one when you're in Chicago. Um, you know, now in the NFL, NBA, PJ Tour, all these guys, it's so highly sponsored. You know, they give stock answers or they're on Twitter doing crazy stuff. So it's right. like two sides of the coin, really. Um, when you were at the Bears, was there, what did that look like on the business side? Were you learning things that later on in life would help you kind of, you know, get to the next level and be successful after? What what kind of uh, support were you getting in the organization, and what kind of what, what did that look like then?
2: Well, you know, as far as afterlife after the NFL, when I was there, it wasn't a lot of information. You know, you just were you were a football player. Uh, uh, I was blessed, I think, coming into the NFL. Uh, my first press conference I did the day after I was drafted. I went to Chicago, and um, all the media's there and I told them that I'm playing eight years and I'm done. So they laugh because usually, you know, if you can play longer, you're gonna play longer, and most people don't make it eight years, the, the average is three and a half years. Yep. And I was fortunate, uh, I made it to eight years, cleaned out my locker, and kinda of faded into the sunset. Uh, one of the few players that, you know, I was at a pretty decent level, and uh, did no press conference, because I told them in the very beginning, yeah. So I, I, I played my eight years and walked away from the game, and uh, and I think I was able to, um, maybe do a little better than some guys coming out financially because uh, I saw the end from the very beginning. I knew this is this is the amount of years I'm gonna play, and then and then that's it. And and God blessed me uh, tremendously. To stay healthy for that length of time in that league at a running back position is uh, is very unusual. So uh, I was able to do that and then uh, walked away and um, never really looked back and went to the next uh, next part of my life.
3: Then you came back here
2: to Gainesville. So
3: why Uh, you could have gone could have gone anywhere. Could have
2: gone anywhere, and I love Chicago. To me, it's one of the greatest cities, if not the greatest in the world. Uh, I I I love that city. but when my wife and I got married, and we knew we wanted to have kids right away, um, you know, I didn't think you know, raising them in Chicago maybe was the best place, uh, especially after growing up in Florida, in T-shirts and shorts all year round,, yeah. and, and then realizing not only was it really cold, but it was cold for such a long period of time. And I wanted my kids to, you know, kind of grow up like I grew up, you know, just going outside, playing you know, all the time uh, in, in the warm weather. So we decided, my wife's from Fort Lauderdale, we met here at the University of Florida, okay. and uh, so, and we're kinda four hours from each of our homes, so close enough that they can come visit, but not every day. Yeah. So uh, so <laughs> we decided, to, and I had a lot of friends, and my attorney who, uh, uh, Steve Rappanaker, he was my agent mm. uh, throughout my sports career, uh, he lived here. He and his wife, and then I had a, a big connection with the University of Florida Athletic Department. Um, I endowed a scholarship for the women's tennis team um, when I was in Chicago. Uh, pretty much as soon as I got there, and um, so I we could come back and you know be in a familiar area. And so uh, that was what brought on the decision to come back to Gainesville, and it's been a it's been a great decision. Very cool. That's something that I don't think gets discussed enough about Gainesville,
0: is how centralized it is. And the, You know, you say you can go four hours to your family or four hours to your wife's family, I mean, we're, gosh, you know, I hear people say, yeah, but I miss the big city life. I'm like, hey, we got like hour and a half to like Jacksonville, You know, two hours yeah. to Tampa, two hours to Orlando, pick one <laughs> and go for the weekend, you know? Yeah, so it's, it, it is so centralized and it's definitely one of the things that, that I absolutely just adore about this place. Yeah, yeah. me too. Um, I have a question that I want to ask you, Neil. This okay. is a super important question. <laughs> what I need to know, like the fit your favorite football game that you ever played, like out of all of them, like what's the one that just like stands out? You're like, oh my gosh, that's the one.
2: Um, I don't know. I, that's a tough question, but but I do have <laughs> one that I that I usually pick when. Asked a similar question. Um, You've
0: been asked this before? Well, I can't a believe sim- similar it. Similar question. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, when
2: I played, I was playing with the Bears, and, and I don't remember the year, but we were playing the Green Bay Packers, which the Bears and the Packers are, I mean, big, big rivalries. Yeah. You know, close to each other in the same division, and we played them twice a year. Uh, they hated us. We hated them. I mean, I give you a little bit of background on it. We get to the hotel once um, in, in Green Bay. And you know, we stand at their hotel, and Jim McMahon, uh, or quarterback at the time, uh, goes into the hotel room, and something just smells weird. You know, he's trying to figure it out, and he pulls back the cover, and there's like dog poop all over. <laughs> and no. but that type, that type stuff was was the hatred that that the Packers and the Bears uh, had. Uh, coaches didn't like each other. And so i we go there, and we plan, and there's a group of fans that's just giving me a hard time, which I love it, you know right. so i'm I'm talking to them, and they're yelling out stuff and you know, and then security comes down because they start to throw a few things onto the field or onto the sideline, so the security guy, the police officer is standing there and so, I do something pretty good. I come back to the sideline later and I stare them down. And, you know, they would yell out a lot of obscenities and, and um, you know, just being typical Packer fans. And then, to make a long story short, the game goes on. And toward the end of the game, uh, you know, I break a big run, game's over. You know, not on the clock, but that's pretty much it. So, I go over and I stand in front of them and I just stare them down. And I'm ready for whatever they got to say. And all of a sudden, they all just stood up and started clapping. They hated me, they hated the Bears, but they loved that physical, hard nosed football, yeah. you know, in the cold weather. And I didn't know what to do. I mean, I didn't <laughs> it was know. like the reverse psychology I mean, there. Yeah, huh? yeah, I didn't know. I mean, should I? I didn't know if I should cry or what. <laughs> but, but I remember that game uh, a lot more than I remember most uh, because of you know, that incident. I mean they had great fans. Again they, they hated me like they should <laughs> but they respected good football. And somebody made sure that you had dog poop to sleep in. Exactly.
1: Exactly. (laughs)
0: Oh man, Um, Nate, you've never like pulled back your covers and found dog poop on your bed, have you?
1: No. That's a good thing. That's a a good thing. I do have a beagle. Kimmel could do it to him. Yes.
3: What's that? Said Kimmel might do it to you next time (laughs) if you listen to the podcast. (laughs) Uh, What's the What's the favorite football game that you've ever watched?
2: That's even a tougher question, And, and and the reason that is is. I watched very little football. Really, I, I As a kid, I didn't watch a lot of football. I mean, I played it, but didn't really watch it. I didn't, you know, if a sport was on, if it wasn't like really, really dark, um, I wanted to be outside. I wasn't inside watching much of anything. And, you know, I was one of the kids that I would see a great running back uh, make a run, and, you know, next day kids would be out in the yard thinking I'm whoever the guy was that made that run. And I would be thinking, yeah, but I would have done this. I always had a way to make that run better. Yeah. So I never watched a lot, and uh, even now, I mean, I still don't get a chance to watch a lot of football. I'm usually, my kids all play sports. Uh, they have two daughters, uh, Camille and Brian, and they're volleyball players. And a son, TC, he's down at Florida Gulf Coast uh, playing soccer. So I'm usually either coaching or watching them. So I, I, I haven't. I don't remember the last football game that I've actually actually uh, like been there in person. I've been to yeah. one NFL game since I retired. Wow! Uh, I did a, a like a halftime interview with with uh, with Madden. Uh, I like we, we became pretty good friends while I was playing, and um, there's the only actual uh, I think yeah the only game that I've been to.
3: So you're you're coaching your daughter's volleyball team currently, and you've coached multiple sports as they've all grown up. Right. What a. From b- being a player and then going onto the coaching side, and I've done the same thing in golf and coach basketball and played in different ways. What a. What's similar to how you? Do you coach them how you like to be coach or how? What's your strategy? What's the? Yeah. What's that's, What's that's, Neil Anderson the coach look like?
2: Well, that's the, that's the hard part. I think is I coach him the way I like to be coach. Yeah. Um, I didn't want. You know, I didn't want the coaches telling me how good I was and you did a great job. Um, You know, I wasn't, I don't think I was cocky, but I knew I was good. Uh, I wanted you to tell me, how can I get better? What do I need to do? Well, with kids now, it's a little different. You know, they want you to tell them, you know, you're doing good, you know, and you got to pat them on the back a little more than I was used to. Uh, And I think all kids are different. Uh, I I didn't want um, a lot of that from the coaches again. I wanted to know. How can I get better? And and the tough part for me is, um, I think, even now, I get a little more motivated, a little more excited than the kids do. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's a different time, I think. Um, I grew up, and I would go, like, in the summer and stuff, I would, you know, I would have to go, and then have to, but I did it. I would pick peas, beans, load watermelons, uh, tomatoes, bale hay, and then you go out to the sports field, it might be hot on the baseball field, but it was just pure heaven. And now, I see the kids, they come into the gym, and it's like, while you look at them, and it's like they're going to a job, like a real nine to five, because their alternative, with my alternative, i playing sports, doing some kind of work or something, their alternative, they'd be at home with the iPad or with the uh, PlayStation or the Wii, so it's kind of like work when they're out you know sweating in the gym, even though it's climate controlled, so I don't understand <laughs> that. you know and um, so that that's the biggest difference. I think it's just a different mentality uh, the way my kids are and, and all kids today they they have a lot more you know leisure things that they can do uh, than I did. My leisure was doing some kind of work. So when I got onto the field the sports sports field, Again, it was just heaven on earth. When you're coaching, are you like intense? Like, um, are, you, are you, the?
0: I, I see Ty as like the very calm, you know, coach, the golf. well I guess in, in golf you're kind of normally calm anyway, right? Yeah,
3: coaching I'm a little different. Are you? Um, I'm very calm, but I like to be, I like to unlock potential. So I'm always kind of poking and prodding, <coughs> asking a ton of questions, build them up you know, talk a little garbage to some of my guys that, you know, maybe aren't working as hard between lessons or whatever, so it's, I really try to figure out someone's personality and I coach to that mixed in with how I do it. Um, The same when I used to coach basketball, I could, I'm very patient and very quiet most of the time, but I can rule rule an arena very easily. And I think that's the thing that Neil's kinda, is saying is all the kids are different, the personalities are different, the parents are different, you've got all these you're not just coaching 11 people or 5 people or one person. You've got families, you're on the road trip, it's 3 days in California. There's a ton of things going on and you're really coaching everyone together, you know, so there's a happiness, competitiveness and you're trying to win, but you're trying to build up everyone, you know, individually too. Right. And it's a it's tough. It's like running a business and trying to figure well, out I'm what a, you got to do. Yeah.
0: I coach my son's soccer team. It's U10 soccer team. He's he's 8 and I'm intense. What's, what's their name? Um, they're the Avengers. Are they sponsored by Avengers. New Scooters for Loss? Um, No, they're not. <laughs> they're uh, but it's out. I guess they already have sponsors, or I'm sure we'll be a sponsor at some. Maybe time, the pod could sponsor yeah. a youth soccer team but, in the fall. But dude, I'm telling you, like when we get out there, I'm I'm a different human. <laughs> like I mean, I like I, don't get me wrong, like, I'm very motivational and like pump, but I'm the, I'm the I'm the screamer coach. I'm like, let's go. Like, just the blowout. You're the meal, Will Ferrell
3: like, and kicking and screaming?
0: Yes. I'm like, let's, let, let's go, let's go. Just like tons and tons of energy running up and down the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, just it's. Just don't run. We need on to the record field. it sometime yeah. because it's, it's, it's crazy. Cool.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's good for you coaching the kids. I mean, I, I've done it and, and I think I've, I've grown and learned more um, because I'm usually strictly about work. I mean, I want to, so how can I get better? Uh, what can we do to get better? But coaching the girls, they were 13 last year, and we were the number one team in the country, we won two national championships. Nice, congrats. They're only two, and so we double national champions. And, you know, over time, you know, from, from doing it, I've learned you got to have a little fun along the way, also. You know, uh, everybody doesn't look at it like I look at it. So to me, winning and improving is fun. Uh, but some, you know, now, we played a big tournament in uh, Long Beach, California, a couple weeks ago, um, and we we won the championship. But in between the semifinals and the finals, you know, I took out my my phone and my speaker, and we played music, and we had line dance songs going on, uh, the the cha cha slide. Yeah. So girls lined up, they're dancing, you know, being loose, and that's a little different than I would have done it, but. Uh, it worked, you know. We won the championship, and uh, and and you gotta let them have a little fun. So I'll, you know, I'll go in and do magic tricks every now and then. And uh, after water break, we'll have joke time. You have a joke, you can tell as long as it's relatively clean. You know, you can you <laughs> right, can tell right. it. And uh, so so I think they learn, and and I learn also.
0: There's um, you know, sports are just so incredible because there's just so many lessons that can be learned, you know, through athletics. Uh, what you know what's the number one lesson that you've learned through through playing football um that is just applicable to to everybody
2: well i don't know it I don't know if it just came from football, but for me yeah uh, the yeah, number from, one so. lesson I've learned in my life would be from from my parents uh and and it's the simplest thing in the world and 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 I'll reference it a little bit i mean i've I've talked to people and and some of them are like, man, you know Especially in Chicago, you know, I was for like four year period, I was considered the top running back in the world, and I would meet some people, and it was, was weird to see that they were amazed that I was being nice to them, and mm. and that was the simplest thing in the world. And my parents taught me just treat others as you want to be treated. Amen. And uh, you know, and and that's what I feel good about. I think more than anything. Uh, uh, I've never turned down an autograph, especially for a kid. You know, even if I was busy, if I'm out or somewhere, you know, I'm gonna sign whatever they have. I mean, I might not sign a hundred things at one time that they have. Uh, you know, a grandmother stopped me once at a mall, and she was so excited. She didn't know anything about football, but she recognized me from a commercial, from a Honda commercial. I said, "You're the guy from Honda," and she was like, uh, "Can I get your autograph, you know, for my kids?" So I was like, "Okay." I started to sign it, she's like, no, you gotta sign one for each of them. And I was in a really big hurry, I said, well, I can sign one to the so-and-so kids, and and uh, she snatched the paper, and I don't want it. And it was on a show a couple of days later about what happened, that she was, you know, the lady had called in, She was, I wasn't a nice person. Oh, <laughs> everybody's no. like, everybody's <laughs> not gonna be happy. That's how quick like, it can happen, oh, yeah. <laughs> just oh, like does. that. But uh, uh, I was cool with it. And, uh, and and the people, you know, in Chicago, uh, the media—they knew, you know, that that wasn't me. So uh, they told them, didn't know, what happened, but that couldn't be correct. So I didn't even have to say anything, which which meant I had done some some things right that I didn't even have to respond to it. Right. Uh, the the media responded to it for me. So that again, that was the biggest thing. Just treat others as you want to be treated, and and I would treat kids the way I wanted if I had kids, which I didn't at the time. But how would I want them to treat my kids? Yeah. And uh, no matter what position you are in life, uh, I think that's just very simple.
0: Nate, have um, has anybody ever come up to you and asked you for your autograph?
1: I don't think so. Not yet. No, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not at that level.
3: Okay. Well, are you I, working on your I, autograph? Like, I d- What d- yeah. does it look like? Is it, <laughs> is it professional yet?
1: No.
2: Nate, before you leave, I want to get one. Yeah, from me you. too.
0: Because <laughs> you're going to, like, he's just a rock star. I hear, like, you were doing things with, um, uh, was it Miss America? Is yes. that right? You were? What did you do with Miss America? Like I'm on asking, the stage um, and stuff? or?
1: Yeah, with um, Miss America, I think 2016, I was, um, I think I'm a really good friend with um, Miss America 2016, too, because but Is it? Wait no, two thousand fifteen. Yeah, two thousand fifteen. Kazantsev, and um, she's Miss Miracle of two thousand fifteen. I've um grown really good friends with her, and um, she's such a nice, pe- such a nice person. Yeah. And um, thing is, she invited me to um, Miss the Miss Miracle of two thousand sixteen, who um. So yeah, when I was doing that, I um like, I don't remember most of it, but I remember um at one point I went to and try and doing the Gator Chomp. Yeah. You did
0: huh? Way to creators. represent! I'm proud of you for representing. Were you just on? on were you on stage doing something, or? Um. You don't,
1: yeah, I think I was like talking about something. Like I think I was like telling my story or something like that. You
0: do, you do so much that it all blurs together just, <laughs> at this point, right? Like, yeah. Like it's just just this huge blur of uh, of everything. Because I mean, how often are you going out and uh, and you know doing a speaking thing or, or talking about disease and you're know, talking to other children? I mean, quite a lot. Quite a lot. Yeah. Is there um? Is there one that just like really sticks out to you as your, as your favorite?
1: Um, they're all my favorite. They they are all. There's everybody keeps saying that um. So when you get a certain age um, and and you have a disease, you you can do a make a wish. And I'm not gonna do a make a wish because my life has been a make a wish. Wow. So. Like I just like. I just
0: want to hug you right now. (laughs) That's awesome, man! Wow, what a great, what great perspective.
1: Yeah, I just love traveling to um do this kind of stuff.
0: What you know? What do you say, like, to you know? Because we're gonna, you know, my son's gonna be listening. There's gonna be a lot of kids listening. You know, what do you say to all those kids about you know following following their dreams? Like what you know, or, or just what what. Advice? Can you give? Just like Neil said, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. Like, what's one piece of advice you can just offer to everybody out there?
1: Just follow your dreams and do what you want to do.
0: Do what you want to do. Do what do. you
1: love and love what you do.
3: Amen. Awesome. Ty, you have any other questions, man? We need to wrap up soon. I don't. I'm just. I'm so glad to uh, have met you today, Nate, and and thanks for coming on, Neil. I think this was a really powerful connection, and I think. Uh, I'm hopeful we'll all four maybe be able to do some stuff coming up together and uh keep keep uh you know making Gainesville making Gainesville great and trying to figure out um how we can use our platforms to connect and and make things better in this community absolutely hey, I have a couple more questions for you, okay, okay. the first is
0: when we when we hang up the phone, okay, do you understand why we use the word hang up yeah why?
1: Cause um you're the recording and stuff so. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: kind of a, it's kind of a trick trick question. I'm always interested because I, I read something the other day that was sorry. And this question was completely completely out of the blue. I know, but I, I read, failed it. I, I read something you know where it was like why like why do we why do we you know kids are wondering why we say hang up the phone. <laughs> and it's because old, old school phones we used to yeah. like literally. Oh. Had a cord and we would oh, yeah. hang it up. <laughs> so I'm was like, like I'm like really interested in how many kids know that. <laughs> My daughter always ask like, me about that. And then we like hang up by pushing a button. You know, phones used to actually like. Yeah, actually hang them up. <laughs> yeah. I know, you know? It's, it's crazy. So I'm just like, because I'm just fascinated by by technology. And anything? Do you? Um, are you allowed to do any social media stuff at 10 years old? Are you on social media?
1: Um, well, things. I don't have a phone yet, so. <laughs> I do have Instagram, but my mom runs it. So. Okay,
0: so mom helps with the Instagram?
1: Yeah.
0: Cool, and we can find you on Instagram where? It's just your name, right? Nathan Farrell.
1: Yeah, I, I don't even know my own Instagram account.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure she's having it prepped and ready for you so when you are able to keep up, because you're just a huge inspiration. And, um, and Neil, is there for, and anybody who wants to like, you know, Follow you? Are you on social media? No, unfortunately, I'm You're, really, you really old. <laughs> no
2: social media. Uh, uh, even most of my texting is done by my kids. I yeah. hand on the phone, and they do it because it's a lot faster. You they don't what? make as many mistakes.
0: Like I respect that, man. The people can just be like, you know, like cut off. Like I don't, I don't need it. Like I respect that. So, good for you guys. Well, again, thank you guys so much for being here. It was a pleasure meeting both of you for the very first time. I'm excited that you guys are here. Thanks for being a a very special part of what makes Gainesville so awesome. Um, I would, actually, I had, do I have one more? I was gonna say, like, could you, Nate, just tell us what's like, what's the best way if somebody wanted to, you know, help with the Children's Miracle Network or connect with the Children's Miracle Network? What's the best way that they could do that?
1: Just, um, I think the Children's Miracle Network has a website. I don't, um, I don't just go to that website and um, just, I don't, just it's we. Since school just ended. It's kind of slowed down, but um, just wait till school starts back up again and everything starts happening again, Like right? That's when you can start donating money to um, help kids in the hospital. And um, so, yeah. Basically.
0: There's always so much action when school is going on, yeah, right? there is. It's like the, the hustle comes back, everybody's moving around. <laughs> so very good. Well, well, we'll find out the right links and we'll make sure that they are linked inside the comments. Um, but definitely support programs like Children's Miracle Network, Programs like Dance Marathon. Congrats to Dance Marathon for just absolutely crushing it this past season, um, hitting three million dollars. It, it's it's impressive, and and we're grateful for everything that college students do to to make that a success. And uh, again, just thank you guys for being such an inspiration to so many for everything for everything that you do for Gainesville. Like it's it's just been awesome. So thank you very much. You have any last things? I don't. Uh, we'll see you again next week. Awesome. Everybody say bye. One,
2: two, three. Bye. 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 You <laughs>